All right, cool. Um, welcome back to the Rebuilding New York Football Podcast. It's been a while, and I know that I usually say that um, a couple of times where, you know, I go disappear for a week, week and a half, and all of a sudden it's an explanation, an excuse of why I haven't recorded. Uh, I feel like the last pod that we put out there was the... Um, what was it? I think it was the mock draft pod where I did all the teams. Um, and then last week, no, two weeks ago now, I had released my, I'll do realistic. And, um, well, we'll just wait here. I had released my top 50. Um, that was two weeks ago. And I didn't record a pod for it because, well, for one, um, I knew it was going to change a lot, right, from either more information that I've gathered on the players or more tape. Um, There are some guys that I hadn't watched that didn't make the list. Um, There are some guys that I still haven't watched that are probably going to end up on that top 50 list. Um, by the end of March, you'll see my top 100. Honestly, maybe even 150 because we have a lot of day three guys graded out already. Um, but yeah, so um, put that up about a week and a half ago. Um, ended up going skiing that week. Uh, had a short week for school. So uh, me and my girlfriend her family head up to mass and uh, went skiing. Uh, of course, socially distant from everybody else, uh, sitting in our own little place and, um, you know, hit the slopes uh, with masks and whatnot and, and everything like that. Uh, just to, uh, just wanted to address that part of it um, before I get a tweet saying that shouldn't have gone away. It was for a couple of days. So that kind of prevented the pod from that week going out. Um, And then the following week, it was... Honestly, I took the week after that because I wanted to catch up on some players. Um, Right now, we have... Let's see. What's the number now? It's like 120, I want to say. 124. Just crazy. It's way more than I've ever done. Uh, players on the board uh, basically means maybe it's not their final grade, but I've watched enough to have a feel for where they are. Uh, I'll say right now, the top 50 has changed. Um, and the top 16, which is how many first-round grades, it, it's still the same 16 guys. So that's never going to change. Those guys, I think, are a tier ahead of uh, 17 to 50. Right. Um, there are guys in that 17 to 50 range that are first round talents. Um, but there are questions about them. So, for example, Jalen Phillips, the film is first round, right? It's off the charts good, but there are concerns about his injuries. There are concerns about other things off the field. I can't do it. Um, I, I just can't. Uh, JC Horn ha- has every um, 
right to be a first rounder for some guys. I have an issue with him tugging on jerseys the way he does. Um, it, it's borderline first round for me. Uh, guys like Quiddy Pay and, and Rousseau, the floor is low with them, so that's why they didn't get it. Um, and the other name I want to mention in this uh, category, and he's a little further down the list, it is Landon Dickerson, who's going to end up being a top 30 guy for me. First round to Helen, two ACL surgeries, uh, a plethora of injuries at Alabama. Keeps him out of the uh, first round for me. I, I can't do it. Um, nothing against him. I'm, I hope he has a long and uh, excellent career in the NFL, um, of course. But, yeah, so we, we kind of dove deep on some of the prospects film-wise. Um, and then that's really where I've been. Um, the next step, I guess, is, uh, you know, like, what are we doing content wise for the, um, the off season? Uh, let's do less random. Um, Care for positional value. Uh, no, I don't want to fuck with that. Um, and then, uh, so so the next step is going to be obviously free agency. Um, that starts March 17th. We'll do a preview next week. Uh, so that should be some good stuff. Oh, I hope I remember to edit this part out. Um, sorry about that. I, a package came. Um, all right, cool. So basically what I was saying is that um, content next week, free agency. Uh, obviously, it's been a very quiet uh, start of the offseason outside of the Wentz and Stafford trade. Um, I guess I could hit on that a little bit, in my opinion. I don't remember if I addressed this. Uh, Rams win the Stafford trade. It's pretty cut and dry to me that they did. Um, it, it has more to do with the uh, the the end goal for me. Obviously, the lines are rebuilding. Um, but any step closer to the Super Bowl that you get is an upgrade for me. So. Uh, the Rams, but they both did the right thing at the same time. So, uh, like, no one really loses in that trade. And the same thing happens with the the Eagles trade. If anyone, anything, the Eagles don't lose the trade. They lose the whole situation, right? You don't want to trade away the second overall pick who at one point was playing like an MVP. That's never the, the case, right? Um, so it, it sucks, but they had to do what they had to do. Uh, and there's really no way... Um, around it um let's see um yeah so so that's that and, and the Colts get closer to a Super Bowl too and I don't want to say that the Colts are Super Bowl contenders with Wentz, but, but, uh, or that they're going to win the Super Bowl, but I would say that they 
have a legitimate chance, especially that's a team that they're two years or no, that was two years ago now. That they beat the Chiefs. They know how to beat the Chiefs, is basically what I'm trying to say. It was a while ago, but it was the year that they won the Super Bowl. Um, but they're built to beat teams like the Chiefs um, with how they can run the ball. Wentz just has to be good, right? I, I know that people think that Rivers had this great year all of a sudden, uh, but he couldn't throw the ball down the field. Uh, I'm not saying that Wentz will be able to do that, but I think that the offense kind of opens up a little bit because of Wentz's ability to throw the football. Um, there's going to be turnovers. There's going to be mistakes, but it's almost like you, you get what you trade for. Worst comes to worst, they don't make the playoffs. It's not a first-round pick, you know, uh, especially the fact that they're picking, what, 20th overall. Uh, that's a big deal um, that they'll be able to pick another wide receiver or a left tackle at 20 or trade down for more picks. Like, you know what I mean? Um, so we'll see what happens there, but uh, I do like what the Colts said and the Eagles had to, they forced their hand. Um, so today's episode of the podcast, it's going to be four different uh, mock drafts, four different websites we're going to use for uh, potential outcomes kind of going to use the whole uh um the i guess who's on the board to really talk about the prospects who's right now i'm in draft mode um free agency mode will take over in like a week or so uh and look into the free agency class more but i'm waiting to see who gets re-signed before i get my hopes up that uh, a guy like chris godwin or alan robinson makes it rich it's, there's no point of the video or the uh anything if those guys don't make it so we'll wait and see what happens um before doing anything about that almost no point to it right so it's going to be a little bit of draft stuff uh free agency stuff in the coming weeks and then back to draft um so yeah and and i'm sure by then we'll see some trades we'll know if Darnold's on the move and and whatnot so like i said we're going to start off with uh the NFL mock draft database.com. This is my favorite uh, mock draft simulator. Uh, fuck, those dogs are so loud. Ugh. Tell me you live in the suburbs without telling me you live in the suburbs. Jesus. Um, all right. So let's, like I said, these guys are, are kind of my favorite tier of, um, mock drafts right now at this point. Um, not only because they, they're, they're, they eliminate bias because it's based on a consensus mock, uh, draft board. Uh, so it's using data from, a collection of analysts. The problem is that there's too many analysts that don't know what they're talking about in the media. So you'll see guys that don't belong going one I mean, from the first round that end up getting drafted there. Um, so that's the only downside of it. But like the, the other three are kind of subjected to bias because they're using their company's uh, rankings. So like if the company values, um, I don't know, say... 
we'll, we'll mix. We'll put someone. Joseph Asai, right? It's a guy that's kind of placed all over the place um, in terms of rankings. All of a sudden, on one company website, it's going to be he's a top 10 pick, and another, it's going to be he's not in the first round. So that's kind of the reason why I like these guys and uh, what they do. Let's see if I can fix this. Technical difficulties. Um, all right, tool. Cool. Um, all right, so on the board, Trevor Lawrence goes one, of course. The Jets are on the clock. So who are we taking? We're looking at Zach Wilson. We're looking at Justin Fields. And we're looking at Trey Lance. Um, I guess for one of these, because we don't want to pick the same guys uh, again and again and again. I don't know why I can't figure out where to place this mic. Um, right, we don't want to pick the same guys every time, so we'll do four different scenarios for the second overall pick. Uh, the keeping Darnold being one, but we're not going to do that here. Um, in my big board, I have Trey Lance, where I had Trey Lance and Zach Wilson, uh, very close. I, I go back and forth between the two, uh, since that was how I went with or how I rolled in my mock draft last time. We're going to change it to Zach Wilson this time. Uh, there's a really good shot. He ends up being QB2 for me. Um, it, it, it's real. The The hype is pretty legit. Um, I'm not someone that plays up quarterbacks. Uh, if you could tell by my my top 50, like I, I kind of evaluate them like any other position. Same with running backs. You don't get bonus points if you're a quarterback or a running back. Um, so Zach Wilson is a guy who could throw the ball down the field. He can move within, out of the pocket. He can move within the pocket. He has good placement on his ball for the most part. Um, and really the only big concerns I have with him, and there are, I guess there are a couple. Um, the frame's a little concerning. He's a little thin. Um, he has the, the couple of surgeries that he's had. Uh, that's scary. And then the, um, the the other concern I have is throws outside the hash, like towards the sideline, are just they're good, right? But they're not consistently good. You know, high and away is kind of what you look for out there. And there are times where he throws at the the feet of the wide receiver who's running an hour out, and I don't like that. Um, but it's something that you can get over because you could see that the arm talents are there when he throws it down the field 50 yards. Um, so it's something that could be worked on, right? We're not really assuming that BYU has the greatest offensive um, or quarterbacks coach out there, right? He's going to be working with whoever he's working with this offseason, and uh, he'll look to improve it. Now, the Giants are on the board here. It's pretty simple. Um, you're looking wide receiver, and you're looking, um, I guess, uh, edge as well. Uh, all the edge guys, I think, are on the board still. 
Yeah, they are. Um, so that's interesting. But when you see number 84 from Florida on the board, the guy who's listed as a tight end but plays like a wide receiver, I don't think you pass up the opportunity. He's number two on my board. That's never going to change. He has a blue chip prospect grade for me. Uh, he's a tier above the rest of the first rounders along with Trevor Lawrence. Uh, it's a special athlete. Go up and get the ball zero drops in, at Florida. Smooth route runner. Um, he's good enough with blocking that it, it's not really a concern. Uh, and there's film of him burning corners that are going to be in the NFL, right? Uh, Sertain and uh, uh, Kelvin Joseph, to, to name a few. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at with him. He, uh, he he's all around one one of the best players in the draft. He's a number one prospect, it, like during a lot of years. Um, I think he's a guy that you can trust to be. Um, how can I put this? I don't want to say Darren Waller like, but a guy that I could see having numbers wise a similar career to like a Travis Kelsey, numbers wise, not play style wise. Um, I just he's one of those guys that that's just freakish. Um, I'm not gonna overthink it. It's just pure evaluation. Um, he he's a guy that you could see with a bust by the end of his career. That's how special I think he could be. All right, we're picking 23 now with the Jets. Um, my mind goes to edge, uh, linebacker, not really, corner a little bit, but apparently a lot of guys fell off the board. Um, let's see, we'll go to the all. I'm not going to pull up my big board for you guys to see, but let's see. Far more, I'm a little sluggish on. Zayvon Collins is a guy that I have a one on. But we're not really with CJ Mosley coming back. I don't see it as that big of a need. Jalen Phillips is the name I'm looking at. Jets haven't drafted an edge rusher before the third oh, the third round. Yeah, before the third round in a very long time. Probably since Quentin Cobles. Um, and they got burned by him. So it's a big ad. It's something that they, they need. Um, it's also something that I can't give you more than the on the field evaluation, right? I can't look at the, uh, the player in the eye and ask him, is your head in this and your heart in this and making a career out of the league, right? You're not sitting down with him in interviews. So you don't know where Jim Phillips is at. He seems fully invested from the outside, but we know guys fizzle out like that. Um, the injuries are a concern, but I don't think that um, – he, he, I mean, he stands by that he's not going to let it be um, a concern in the league. Though concussions are scary, man. Um, like You know, you get told to stop playing after a certain amount. So we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, so, and then it's not a knock him too. Like, 
serious concerns, right? Like that's not, it's not fake, you know, it's, it's some serious stuff, concussions and, and injuries like that. Um, that is weird. Oh, there we go. All right. So Jets are on the board again. Um, and this is where it gets interesting, I would say, is that you can look at the different available players. You go edge and you go um, at, uh, quarterback, of course. The, the interesting um, – I guess, um, position to look at here is a weapon on offense. If Najee Harris still on the board somehow, uh, Javante Williams is interesting. Kenneth Gainwell is a guy I like a lot. Um, he fits the offense pretty well. And then you have Terrace Marshall, Elijah Moore, uh, Amara St. Brown, who's awesome. All right. Two, two Atwell is the top 50 guy for me. Uh, Diami Brown is somehow so low on this board. It's kind of ridiculous. He's awesome. Um, let's see. I think you go... Uh, I think you might go Terrace Marshall here, but the only problem is he doesn't fit exactly uh, that great uh, next to... Um, ooh. All right. There's a lot of options here. Okay. Um, he doesn't fit next to Denzel Mims because they're kind of the same body type. Um, hmm. Let's see. Uh, damn, I hate that you have to listen to this. Maybe we'll just do one mock draft today. I don't want to put too much time. Um, we're going to go with... Uh, I hate this. I guess Najee is really the, the pick here, but I really don't like drafting running backs. But the fact that you're... No, we don't, we don't draft running backs here. I take it back. Take it all back. Who am I missing? That I because I feel like I have another guy above Terrace Marshall. Tony's off the board. Um, I'm guessing Bateman's off the board, right? Here he goes, 18th. All right, no, fuck it. We'll go in Terrace Marshall. Um. No, Elijah, no, damn it. I hate this. Honestly, it's, we already went edge. That was probably our mistake. We go best player available. It's Trayvon Morig, who I like a lot. It, it depends on the Marcus May signing though, right? He's a long safety who, 
can cover in the nickel position as well. Um, and, and has really good ball hawking ability. So, damn, he's really interesting here. Lennon Dickerson's interesting. Yeah, you know what about Lennon Dickerson? Play him at center, kick out uh, McGovern to guard, and, and let's roll. Um, they're good at safety. Um, the Giants are on the clock. Uh, we went with who do we go with? Kyle Pitts, right? So now it's let's see. We got Nick Bolton, who's interesting. Uh, not my top fifty because I don't think the upside is as high as people think. But he he's a solid player that you know what you're getting out of him. Trayvon's really interesting, but too many safeties are on that team. It's too much of a, a strength for them. I think Levi Onwuzurike is really interesting here if they don't resign Leonard Williams. Um, Giants fans are going to love hearing that. Um, Tyson Campbell is really interesting here. Um, who do we have? I want to say I have Tyson. Where is he? Tyson. Ooh. Hmm. This might be one that he's going to be far down because I don't think a lot of people realize that he's this good. Craig Newsom is a fascinating player who's going to go in probably the top 40. Uh, he's a really good corner. He is someone that, um, you know, he's not the biggest, but he's long, he's fast, he has good ball skills. Um, the film is kind of slow with him right now coming out, but so I've only done two, one or two, I think two games on him. Uh, the third being a 2019 game. I'm waiting for more to come out, all 22-wise. But what I've seen, I've liked a lot, and, and he's really high on my board. I might get into that top 30 range when it's all said and done really really talented player um all right so we have for the jets now we've gone quarterback edge landon dickerson to play center so let's see what do we got here it's the third round and amonra st brown is sitting right there for us and I think that this is the all-time no-brainer. Um, Tutu Atwell is a bit of a risk. He's more of like a, you know, it's it could work out, but it also, you know, it's a swing and a miss. He is a high floor, um, maybe not the highest ceiling, but a high enough ceiling for the um, – Um, high ceiling, you know, it's just, he's one of those guys that he's number two. And I've talked about this before, Eric Decker, not and I, when I make comparisons like that, uh, like I don't mean play style, I'm more so referring to um, like stat and um, production wise and, and how they're kind of used. Like, he might not be a number one ever, but he can be that number one for a couple of games if someone goes out. Say Mims has an up-and-down career with injuries, which we've, we've seen him get hurt already. Uh, 
and guys like that that are like sort of thin. I mean, think of AJ Green with all the injuries he's had. Uh, guys that are thin but are like kind of you know they don't have like the fats to um, absorb hits and stuff like that. It sounds like bullshit, but it's real. Um, it's just it's a whole you know you might be dealing with a couple of blown um, hamstrings. You cramp so much easier. Giants are on the clock. Third round. Um, wish it was a way I could see how long this was going for. I think we might be doing one mop today, which sucks. Uh, let's see. Um, which is fine. I'll be back tomorrow to record. So that that's fine by me, but um, I don't want to leave you with nothing. So the Giants have taken Kyle Pitts and Greg Newsome. Uh, the Giants have three remaining picks, one on the third, the fourth, and the sixth. Oh, and then another sixth. Jets have a lot more picks left. All right, let's spread the love a little bit. What do we got at wide receiver? We have Tylen Wallace left on the board. 2-2 Atwell's interesting. Um, he's someone I feel a little more comfortable with uh, because actually no I don't because we have if Sterling Shepard Tylen Wallace is kind of but he kind of projects like a James Washington where it's not all too interesting let's look at the big board see if anyone fell 2-2 Atwell I think is might be the pick here Um, Josh Myers is really interesting here Ronnie Perkins, I'm not even going to look at this because he doesn't belong here at all. But you know what? Do we do it? Uh, Dio is someone who I'm really high on. He's a top 50 guy. No, is he a top 50 guy? He's like borderline top 50 for me. Um, Let's see. James Hudson, top 50 for me. Uh, Let's see. Damn, this is why the later rounds always fuck me up with these kind of things. Because, like, there are guys that are top 50 grades in here. And you don't want to, you know, you kind of want to stay away from those kind of guys. Because, um, like, what's the point of pretending that he's going to be there? Um, but we'll we'll churn through this and, and take, I guess, those kind of guys. Tutu Atwell won't be here at this point. But he can be... Um, as good as if not better than a Hollywood Brown uh, he has the same frame but he's I think he's faster than uh, Hollywood Brown is he's kind of that that playmaker that the Giants seen on the offensive side of the ball you're doubling down with weapons for um, Daniel Jones and if you can get creative with 2-2 Atwell it's a special special thing going there right him and Kyle Pitts couldn't be more different from in terms of size and play style, but Tutu Atwell is someone that can come in and make a difference. I'm actually really excited about that. He's not going to be a third rounder, though. Uh, that's where you're wrong. Uh, but like I said, I like this website a little bit um, because of the early way they play out the early rounds. Um, hmm. 
You know who's going to be? This guy is going to show up in everyone's. Quinn Miners is going to show up in everyone's late round box. That's a guy that can end up going top 60 uh, with how we put it, senior bowl. He was special. He's top 50 guy for some people. Uh, Jamin Davis. I haven't gotten to him yet. Um, I guess. What do we have? Jets go Zach Wilson, Jalen Phillips, Landon Dickerson, Amonra St. Brown. <sighs> hmm. Michael Carter isn't fast enough for the offense. Um, James Hudson won't be there, so I'm not even going to look at it. D-line is, is something that's kind of interesting, but I wouldn't say it's it's all that. Um Interesting to me. I'm going to take... This is round three. It's a bit of a reach. Uh, I don't want to do that. Not yet. Thomas Graham is interesting to me. He's an interesting player. Um, Damn, I don't really like... The players I like are, are not going to be there. And... Other than that, it's kind of like, it's an iffy, you know, it's not the prettiest round. You know what, we'll do Dio. And the reason we're going to do Dio is because he could end up slipping because of how the Achilles injury might affect him. And he's a guy, massive size, who's quick off the ball and is very raw, very raw. And guys that are big like that, that blow out their Achilles like that's scary man um you know you don't know what's really gonna happen there um so we'll see what the medical reports are for him but he's a guy that can go as early as like you know again on top 40 and people might freak out on draft day when that happens but that's a guy I loved watching um this is the round where I want to take him. Thomas Graham. He's someone that's, um, you know, he's long. He's one of those corners that's really long. And I don't think he's taller than, what is he? He's got to be, he might not be taller than 6'1". I just don't want to misspeak. I'm looking it up. He's 5'11", but he's long. He's fast, and he kind of fits in that mold where it's going to be press bail on the outside. He's one of those guys that could be like a Bryce Hall. Personally, I like my corners a little tall and longer than uh, the most, but he's a guy that kind of fits the mold um, in what they're looking for. So that's a guy I don't think I want to pass up that kind of value at that point in the uh, in the draft. Let's see, we're up to the Giants now. Pitts, Newsome, Atwell. Let's look uh, interior offensive line. Quinn Miner, no brainer. He won't be there, but we're gonna take him anyway. Uh, he's gonna be a top 100 guy. He he's the guy that's gonna start on day one. Filthy athlete, massive size. Uh, was bullying guys at the Senior Bowl after not playing this year. Had a rough day one. But day two, day three, and then the game, it was pretty lights out. Um, and then we are up on the clock. 
in round five. Now, let's see for the Jets. Jordan Smith won't be there in my eyes. He's not a top 50 guy, but he's borderline. Um, Let's see. Do we go running back? Who's available? Jarrett Patterson. I haven't watched him yet, so I'm not sure. They're not going to draft Kylan Hill. Uh, Javion Hawkins, the fifth round. It is kind of fascinating to me. We're going to take him. A lot of people are comping him to Tyreek Cohen. He's a fast dude, can move. He's going to fit well in the zone read offense. That's that's a dude that can be electric for the Jets on offense. Uh, he might not be an every-down guy. Uh, definitely not. He's too small, but he, he's someone that could come in and, and really get a decent amount of reps at the uh, running back position. All right, Jets have another fifth rounder because stacked up on late round picks. Um, we're gonna go Deontay. No, we're not. He might be. I don't know how fast he is. He's a big dude. Kind of looks like Beckton with how big he is. Long arms. He can really move. Um, Martin Rogers won't be there. Oh, no. Um, I haven't done Blankenship. That's a guy I need to do. Wilson Watkins, no. Um, all right, we're going to go with Deontay Smith here. He's not going to start the. I don't think he lands in round five, but fine by me if he does. Um, Anthony Smith is a guy that could be drafted and developed at either guard or tackle. He's kind of been listed as both. Um, he can move. I don't know how fast he is entirely because of how big he is, but if they test him and he tests well and you think that he could get to the outside as a right tackle, no issue with drafting him here or higher for that matter. Um, could be a special dude, like a gem that uh, is found. He had a great senior bowl week. I was really impressed with how he looked. Uh, full disclosure, haven't done the ECU film though. Definitely towards the bottom of the bucket list. All right, Jets are up again. We can go corner help. We can look at safeties. I did Blankenship. I haven't done him yet. Um, double up at wide receiver. Her. I know he won't be Josh Palmer. It would be easy, but like I don't think some of these guys are going to be here. Who's in the oil section? Kate Stearns is interesting. Kylan Hill is not for the Jets organization. Um. I guess more help at wide receiver would be interesting, right? You go Wilson, Phillips, Dickerson, Monra, St. Brown, Dio, Graham. It's a corner. Trayvon Grimes makes sense. Let's see. Is there any other wide receiver? Amari Rogers is like a top 100 guy. He's not going to be there. So I'm not even going to entertain that. Um, 
Trayvon Grimes is limited upside, so that's kind of scary. Austin Watkins is really interesting here, but I don't think he's around six guys. So I'm at the senior bowl. Kind of like conflicted on that. Trayvon Grimes, I watch. Where did I have him? I have him as an early. No, I don't have him as a three. Is Josh Palmer on the board? Josh Palmer is interesting. Des Fitzpatrick is not the 247th best player in the draft. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, this isn't updated enough. Uh, let's see. Um, I hate to be the guy that just drafts players far beyond their value. Um, Trayvon Grimes isn't, I mean, I don't think he's 140. There are wide receivers that are ranked ahead of him on this list alone. Josh Palmer, I have out of him. Does Fitzpatrick's ahead of him for me? Um, Charles Snowden. Who? I think I want to go with Grimes. But I also don't. Fuck, this is tough. I don't. This is, why did I hold myself to the standard? I could have been drafting Najee and all these guys that wouldn't even be on the board in real life. But I'm not going to do that because I don't want to lie to you guys because that's BS. I hate that shit. Fucking liars out there that the analysts that do mock draft simulators, they know who's actually not gonna be there. I hate that. Um, <sighs> um, you know what? Fuck it. We'll go Austin Watkins. No. Kate Johnson, I don't think that you're going to last that long either. Hmm. I feel like I've taken up everyone's time here. Uh, look, Grimes, because I don't think a lot of those other guys are going to be on the board at this point. It's around six, for those of you who don't realize. like That's not happening. <laughs> Mario Rogers is not going to be on the board in round six. Give me a break. Um, uh, but, 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 giants are on the clock, so we're gonna look at receivers and we're gonna take Nico Collins here. And that was a lot easier than the Jets one because the Jets one, the guys that were there, and they're still here, but Nico Collins was, was up for the, the Jets pick two. I'd be fine with him taking the six. I don't know if he lasts that long either. Kind of that deep threat. Did I take another too many wide receivers? No, we have two, two out. I'll do. All right, cool. Um, There are bigger flaws within the Giants, but I, I think adding two guys like that could be really helpful for Daniel Jones. Actually, three guys if you throw in pits as well. Um, And then... 
I want a Derek Barnes here, who I don't think will be available either. Um, but he is an interesting little middle linebacker. Or not a middle linebacker, but a linebacker who can cover as well as blitz really well. Uh, I think that's interesting. And then for the Jets to end it, right? And this will be the end of the pod. We'll be back tomorrow. But just to end the day, because, oh, give me a break. Some of these are so bad. What the hell? Jonathan Cooper isn't going to be in the seventh round. Fuck out of here. He was really good in the senior bowl. Someone's going to believe in him. Um, ooh, you know who I like? Had a good week. Brian Mills or Robert Rochelle, too. They both were really interesting, but I also confuse the hell out of them sometimes. Uh, which one is the hold on I just want to make sure that it's Robert Rochelle uh yeah 6-2 cool Rochelle easy pick here in the seventh round I don't think he's someone's gonna take a shot on him he's a really interesting guy that could fit in this game all right cool so let's can we look what the hell I want to I save what? All right. What? No, do not play. Giants end up with Kyle Pitts, Greg Newsom, Tutu Atwell, Quinn Miners, Nico Collins, and Derek Barnes. While the Jets end up with Zach Wilson, Jalen Phillips, Landon Dickerson, Amonra St. Brown, Dio, Adeyingbo. Uh, Thomas Grand, Javian Hawkins, Deontay Smith, Trayvon Grimes, who will probably not be there. Oh, no, he, no I, I, he might be there. And then Robert Rochelle. I think that's a really good pull for both of these teams. And it's kind of realistic, except for the Greg Newsome and Tutu Atwell. I have them a little higher than they'd probably be valued there. Um, Gion Phillips probably doesn't make it to 23 as well. Lena Dickerson, I don't think, makes it out of round one. Amonra St. Brown. Probably doesn't make it around three. Dio, I don't think makes it around three. But you know what? I can only control so much. So that's going to do it for today. We'll be back tomorrow for an actual regular podcast. Uh, we'll talk more about the prospects, uh, kind of what my big board's looking like. And yeah, we'll go forward from there. Next week will be free agency and stuff. And uh, yeah, that's about it. So thank you guys for listening. Uh, I'll post this um either twitter or on the website or both um and uh yeah thanks guys and subscribe leave a like or a review or a comment whatever the fuck you're watching or listening to on uh thanks for joining us and peace out